Welcome to the Cry Mitt Mode podcast. A combination of our names. I'm Kippy Mitt. And I'm Rybert Mode. If you like consistency, then go somewhere else. Because this podcast is ever-changing. Well, this is it. This is the last round of the first season of the Crunchy Dive High Roll game, and... Well... Kind of. Kind of. We have a... We have a final... Thing. Final episode. We have one final episode. I really think, uh... I really think the, uh, Fujiko Mine show is, uh... Because we obviously kept that and got rid of Dance Dance Danceur. Yes. And uh, I, yeah. I think it's gonna win. I, I think you're incorrect. Mm. Because I re- there was... <laughs> I'm really not gonna like this. There was not enough stuff for mommy in there. <laughs> Man, that second episode of Fujiko Mine just wasn't horny enough. Uh. It wasn't the right type. I needed shower scenes, bubbles. <laughs> we got it. We got something for everyone in our new horny anime. We got shower scenes. We, we got, got bubbles. bubbles. <laughs> we got champagne <laughs> and more bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> this is an effervescent anime full of bubbles. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Soapy ones, drinkable ones. Did we announce, I think you could safely assume that Fujiko Mine was not the show that was going to survive last time. Surprise, surprise. Surprise. <laughs> well, we have carrying over from every single episode we've watched, we have Star Blazers. Battleship Yamato. Yeah. I really stopped doing that bit. And this is like my last chance to do it, because you're never watching this show again. Well, never Uh, say never. We have Star Blazers, Space Battleship Yamato. Uh, We have Dance Dance. Do you have a funny voice for Dance Dance Dancer? I don't have funny voices. Dance Dance. Dancer. There we go. (laughs) Uh, okay, we have that one. We have uh, Kokoku. I don't know. That was lame. Uh, <laughs> and then we have whatever whatever high dive show is definitely not winning this contest at the end of the episode. But we're committing to watching it. Yes. Now, uh, this episode is titled Star Blazers Episode 6, The Sun Sets on Pluto. Mm-hmm. So, the first question I asked was... Uh, do you think they'd blow up Pluto in this episode? Uh, and you gave a non-committal answer, which may have been a pretty good bet. Not a lot happened in this episode. Uh, I believe you said the plot did not progress. Mm-hmm. It, this show just kind of happened. Yeah, this one, it was the uh, resolution of a fight that was set up in the last one. And it was just, you're watching, it's just like... Yeah, they're going to probably win the fight. It's episode six of this anime. I think I'm starting to realize I'm picky with things. Because yeah. I like when the plot just progresses the whole, like through the whole show. Starting to realize. <laughs> <laughs> yes, starting to realize. <laughs> good. That's a, yeah. that's a self-discovery. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. What is one of the sections of this podcast? (laughs) My girlfriend's not gonna... Uh, She's not gonna like this, (laughs) as it turns out. Uh, Okay. 
so what happens is they're fighting the Gamillas. Uh, was the be- yeah the beginning of the episode? They it re-showed the ship sinking. Yeah, they show the ship sinking again, and then we have the Gamillas talking, and they're like, "Yes." We're going to be second class citizens. We're going to be first class citizens now. Except if we tell our boss, he'll take all the credit, as all bosses have since the beginning of time. Uh, so, they, they literally, like, just direct message the Chancellor of the Gamillas. The Gamis. The Gamis. You Gami bastards. Uh, yeah, they, they message the. We, they message the Chancellor, who is on planet, planet, who is on <laughs> planet Gamala, and uh, it's like this green. It's green, and it's got some like. Da, 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 yeah, it got music. some like porno, porno guitar. And he just plays the whole time. And the, the Chancellor is bathing, and there's just a ton of like women, not like. In suggestive poses, but just in his hallway for some reason while he bathes. While he bathes, he also just looks like a person. He looks normal. And then when he leaves the room, he's slightly purple. Yeah, he has like <laughs> he has like he looks like he's made out of like rock or something. And I think that's just the gamillas because yeah. they're just how I wrote it because you said they kind of look like vampires. Yeah, so I they wrote look like just, vampires. I believe. One second. Uh, I said the Gamillas look like slightly purple vampires. Yeah. That's what I said. Uh, so the Chancellor gets a phone call, and the Chancellor, who is the leader of a, a, a galac- intergalactic empire, it sounds like, goes like, you really bothered calling me directly without just going through your commanding officer? And the, the guy is like... I, you, I, I thought you yeah. needed to know right away, sir. <laughs> He's like, yeah, because it's a special holiday or something. He's like... I'll remember your loyalty, which I feel is code for I will remember you weren't loyal to your direct commanding officer. Which ends up being a trend with that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right, it does. Oh, and uh, the Chancellor is named Lord Desslers. Uh, he has a weird voice and no one else, no other Gamala has a voice like his. He has this kind of echo in it. Uh, it pans out their window and they just like, their shitty weird looking planet is within sight of this like verdant, beautiful looking earth-like planet. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's just like, it's it's like the distance the moon is to us. Um, and then we get to, uh, we see what's happening with the space battleship Yamato. And, uh... Just for a little refresher, we thought they were just kind of cruising around down there. Yeah. We thought they just turned into a submarine. Yeah. Yeah, we thought that's what they were just zooming around. They were just at the bottom of the ocean, like, uh. Filling up with water. Yeah. So it is not as good a plan as we initially thought it was. Uh, but we do later realize that they did basically fake death throws, but, like, it still looks like they're in awful shape. There's a ton of injured and dying people. We see some people die. Like, the water yeah. just drowned them. And uh, then there's actually a scene where a guy says, I don't want to drown here! Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, the jets are out looking for the Gamala base on Pluto as well. Uh, they're just flying around searching for it. They don't seem to know or be that concerned that anything has happened to the space battleship. But they are in direct communication with it. I don't know if they were communicating with them. Oh, okay. Because the only reason why I say that is one of the space battleships con- 
contacts them and says, I need backup. And they're, they're like, we are underwater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are not doing good. So maybe just retreat out of there. Uh. Uh, so all the people in the space battleship are like, what's happening? What's happening? Except for these two dudes who just stand in a doorway and look really confident for a half second. And they'd never explained that, and I found it quite jarring. Because <laughs> everyone else is panicking and dying, and there's just these two guys whose names I don't even know, who say nothing, but we get a shot of them being like, pretty chill day. <laughs> uh, we also have an... I, I think that's really funny that they only get the audio and they don't get the position you just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing a pose like there. But something just got those were pretty chill day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the engineer gives a speech about how how he's loyal to the captain, which I and he's never been in a situation where he's died under the captain. <laughs> which I mean, true. I haven't been in a situation where I've died under that captain either. <laughs> it checks out. I'm loyal to him now. <laughs> Join the cult. Um, yeah, the second guy, he, the guy who was like, I have a, uh, I have a suggestion, uh, talks, I think we, we have a scene pretty shortly where they find out that there is a laser, uh, mm -hmm. that is blowing them up, and they're like, yeah, the, uh, the second in command was like, yes, there was too much space debris, so I've deduced that they are mirror satellites for blowing us up. And they're like, oh, cool, we're being attacked by a giant laser. Got it. <laughs> that's all, that's really all they needed to know. Uh, and then this is where they have analyzers start to do work, or is that later on? Uh, that's a little later on. Kay. I'm pretty, uh, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure while the, like, little tiny battleships mm -hmm. are flying around, <laughs> they say something along the lines of, well, haven't seen anything yet, and then one guy just blows up. Yeah. Uh, yes, and right before that, there's a guy who is trying to send harassing messages to the white-haired female pilot, just like, Woo-woo, you look good in a flight suit! That kind of stuff. <laughs> and, the, yeah. The messaging software is like, Cannot send a message of this nature. And he's like, Come on, just tell her I think she's hot. <laughs> and it keeps denying him. Yeah, yeah. It's really... And then one of the guys is praying, and it keeps saying, which would be incredibly annoying, I cannot send this message. <laughs> uh, it, and then the it guy... Was like, it was like, cannot detect what you're saying yeah. or something. And the guy just kept... Keeps praying. And then someone, uh, that's when someone just blows up next to him, and they're, like, about to get in a dog fight, which we don't see a ton of. No, I think the part that was funny about that, you pointed out that, how did they not see that? It's a big machine just pointed at them. Oh, yeah! Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, yeah, they come upon the base, and he's like, or one of their bases, and he's like, oh, Wow, there's a base here, but the base is like filling his view, like his windshield. So he would have been flying towards that for at least a while before he was like, oh, gee, there's something there. But he never did, oh, gee, there's something there. All no. that happened is, well, we're not seeing much. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly he's like, oh, we're in the base. <laughs> I thought it was a pile of rocks. Um, and then Kodai and the white haired uh, woman. Uh, are Fly. flying are flying together and they're about to go to the priest guy and fight but she notices that there's some lights coming out of uh the aurora 
Borealis next to them. And, and then she's like, there's enemy ships there. So they start engaging with that. We switch back to the Yamato, which engages undersea operating mode, uh, which basically means they flip over. <laughs> They're just upside down for some reason now. Yes, quote unquote. Submarine. Submarine. And everyone, like, you can just tell that everyone in this show is so horny for being in the ocean. They're just, they're all so like, oh, we get to be a boat this time? Like real sailors? Oh my god. <laughs> you hear that, Captain? We're in submarine mode. Oh, I always wanted to be in a submarine. But the oceans, there was nothing to do in the oceans on Earth. One guy in the back, I <laughs> uh, Kodai and the white-haired girl fly through the Aurora Borealis, and I was like, oh my god, it's a teleporter. Immediately wrong. No, it's, just, instantly a, it's wrong. just a wall to keep their base yeah, invisible. They just have sparkly lights to make it so people don't see them. Um, yeah, they have a, a weird moment field. when they fly through it. It goes all, like, fuzzy. Star Warsy and, and snowy, yeah. yeah. And then, dun-dun-dun! And then they blow up the things that make the containment field so everyone knows where their base is. And then they just start firing randomly at the base and blowing stuff up. Uh, The Yamato surfaces, and it's just upside down, so you're just looking at the bottom of the ship. And the commander of the Gamalas is like, Oh god, we told the Chancellor we killed them. (laughs) Which is funny, because if a boat surfaces upside down... You'd still assume. You'd... You would think that it wasn't doing great. Yeah. Uh, the Yamato gives instructions to Kodai. So their base is going to have a giant... Snuggle. ...laser near it. I'll edit it. <laughs> uh, the base uh, is going to have a giant flipping laser next to it. <laughs> I and- you're just going to say it again. <laughs> and, and, the, and, and the main... And Kodai is like... What's it look like? And the commander just goes, you'll, you'll know it. You'll know it when you see it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, th- so you, this is when you said, so, uh, the, the priest guy is still getting attacked because he got snuck up on. And like, for no reason, three other dudes show up and they immediately <laughs> just start winning easily. Like, they, they, they were just like, with with no challenge. It's it's almost like, wait, why were you having trouble with these guys when just random newcomers come? It's like, yeah, there's like a few more of us, so it's easy now. Uh, and you said something about that. I did? You said they're having too much fun. Oh, because they're going, woo, woo, yeah, yeah, man, let's go, woo. Yahoo, yeah, yeah, it's uh, very, very Star Wars-y how they're handling the dog fights. Uh, so when the Yamato ship mm-hmm. surfaces and their plan is to blow up the reflecting things, yeah. the captain said something that I made note of mm-hmm. because I just... <laughs> In this circumstance, it just was funny to me they used it. He said, you can't win the pot without placing the bet first. (laughs) And then the second in command gets this, like, smirk at him saying that, like, oh, captain. (laughs) (laughs) And and the bet is their life. (laughs) The the bet is, as it turns out, every living soul on this ship uh, and the future of the human race. But you can't win the pot without breaking a few eggs. Uh, uh, no, you just smushed two together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there. that was a. Uh, 
That was a mixed metaphor. Uh, <laughs> Uh, at one point, the captain also gets to look through a periscope, which you just know tingles his jollies. But when he when he looks through this periscope, you were mad. Uh, he, I I understand what happened, but it the captain turned his hat backwards yeah. <laughs> so that the like little bill of his hat didn't hit, hit the periscope. Yeah, but he did it so coolly. And you were annoyed that you liked it so much? I was very mad at how much I liked it, because he grabbed it with two hands to swivel it. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so they're trying to get this... He did an Ash Ketchum swivel with his oh, hat. Oh, he did. He absolutely did an Ash Ketchum swivel. Uh, so yeah, they're trying to find this reflecting laser, which is great that they have Analyzer with them to do his obligatory, like, one to two lines an episode and solve a problem really fast. Because <laughs> he's just like, I have determined it will be this one. And they're like, thanks, Analyzer. Now shut up for the rest of the episode. Do you know what's weird? What? Is they also have a machine that lights up which one's been activated. Yeah, they do. So why do they have Analyzer? <laughs> <laughs> just just to reconfirm. Um okay, yeah. So they shoot so they're getting the laser fired at them, uh, and that lets Kodai know where the laser is because it literally explodes out of the ground incredibly dramatically. Uh and but they shoot the reflecting laser right before the beam comes to hit them. Uh so it like flies right off into space, doesn't even come near them, and then they flip over. Because uh, they were in submarine mode for, like, five seconds. <laughs> yeah, the the goal was just to break the mirror. The reflecting mirror. And, and then once it was broken, it was game on. And uh, then they just kind of blow up the others. And... Yeah, they the blow beam. up... They, they blow up the... Uh, so, yeah, the space battleship Yamato fires... Out of its main cannons at the beam, and it it explodes as well, and then they start like bombing the main base. But the way they when they blow up the beam, it's like a nuke. <laughs> like it's... Yeah, it blows up a main portion of the base, and then the the gummies. The gummies. They tell the one guy, "You got to get out of here to keep us going." Yeah, they if tell you live, their leader, which is exactly what happens in the first episode of this show. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, the most of the men sacrifice themselves so that the Gami commander can escape to avenge them. And uh, th- this is my theory. You're never watching the rest of this show, probably, but I think I will. I said never say never. Okay. Uh, but uh, my, my theory is that at some point the Gamillas are going to become even more humanized because, like, they're do- already doing plot parallels where it's like... Well, he's really on a similar journey to this captain. So I think they're going to end up being friends. Well, I think... Because some of them are humans. Yeah, it sure seems like some of them are traitor humans. Um, But I don't know if they're traitor if they were humans taken. Ooh, it could be... Yeah. Like, I'm having a hard time figuring out if they know what each species looks like. Yeah. Uh, One of the Gamillas actually said... Or the the commander, the only one who matters, said, uh, like... If only they had joined the Empire and been under the boot of the first-class Gamillas like us. Which... Something like that. Does it... I don't remember that ever being an option. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they were given the choice, but maybe they're just hiding that from people? I, I really don't know. Um, okay, uh, so... 
they but so in doing this they have stopped the Gamilla's ability to bomb planet Earth. They destroy they really stop feeling like heroes for a second because there's just ships flying away that aren't really like are very ineffectually shooting lasers at them. They're retreating from <laughs> yeah. the explosion. Is <laughs> and they're just like, kill them all! So they start blowing them up. One of the ships turns around, and it's literally the scene from the first thing, where there's a guy in command of that ship, and he's like, I'll slow him down so you can get away. And they blow that one up, but the other guy gets away. He shoots a hole in space and flies through it. And then we see the Gamilla's base again with mm-hmm. our fancy porno music mm-hmm. and he the king chancellor, chancellor I think? Yeah. the head dude of it all yeah he says something about doesn't he know he's being a traitor right now mm. and then he also says terrans huh you either win or you die trying you don't <laughs> leave uh, and then, uh, yeah, the Chancellor has that going on, and then Kodai, like, the, on the space battleship, the captain's like, let's get out of this solar system! And Kodai is like, I did it for you, brother! I did it for you! And that's, and then they fly away, and that's, that's kind of the episode. Yeah, not a ton, like, besides the, they, like, finished, they finished with this solar system, it seems like, which is... Cool. So now whatever they will do after this is uncharted, like... They will... Well, they said full speed ahead to wherever they're supposed to be going. Yeah, to Iskandar. Yes. And I think they're going to get sucked into another planet field. <laughs> and this whole thing's going to repeat. Just going to cycle over. The g- the, g- the Gamis have... I think, I think that commander is going to go on a Zuko-esque journey where he gets punished. And he's going to be, like, chasing them down specifically, but now he's going to be, like... Because for this whole first sequence, he has been very passive, and he's like, they're flying around, yeah, kill them, but I'm not too worried about it. Now I think he's going to be, like, pissed off, and actually, like, actively hunting them, which should lead to more exciting things happening, but... You have a lot of hopes. I do have a lot of hopes. I, I still like this, but it... You know, the first two episodes were by far the best ones. I can agree with that. Alright, so what do you think I gave this one? I think you gave it an 8.2. It was 7.8, just higher than I gave it last week. But it's still like, you know, just in tandem, kind of. It's okay. Uh, You gave it... uh, You gave it a 7.2. I gave it a 6.7. Ooh, 6.7. Do you remember that's better or worse than last episode? It's worse. You liked this one less? Yes. It is, there. like, nothing super new. The newest thing we saw in this episode was their camouflage, which was less interesting than their laser beam. Yeah, I, I, I kind of watched it, thought, I've watched that, and <laughs> then... <laughs> <laughs> Continued on with my time. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else we want to say about this show? I don't think so. All right. I guess we're going to go watch episode six of Dance, Dance, Danceur and be right back. Woo, woo. Analyzer thinks that Dance, Dance, <laughs> no, Danceur no, <laughs> is on Crunchyroll. Absolutely not. And then? Yeah. Dance, Dance, Danceur. Let me uh, open open this conversation up with the opening. Oh, <laughs> is it good? <laughs> it the tone change 
Put a smile on my face. It just makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. The It was when he goes through the door and it's suddenly... When I'm feeling sad, I yeah. think I should just watch the opening of this song. You should... And it might, like, increase... Yeah, give you some serotonin, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a moment of, is it dopamine or serotonin? <laughs> yeah. Neither is bad. <laughs> it's, uh... Both are great to have. Yeah. Maybe I'll go for a run and listen to it. Ooh, that would be good. Release, that would be a good running song. We'll yeah. really spike these happy, happy yeah. chemicals. Uh, so this episode's titled, Why Am I Doing Valet? Guess what the central question is. Why is the main character doing ballet? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, uh, it, it begins where the last episode ended with people demanding an encore. Uh, I must say, this episode progresses the plot. It does. Quite a bit, actually. Y- yeah. Seems like uh, the second half of this season, well, actually more than second, less than second half, but this next segment seems like the kind of focus for the time being. So they've been adjudicated, and uh, the MVP has been decided. And you're like, well, it's going to be Luo, because he didn't... Or you know, thinking, maybe they'll throw in a weird wrench and say it's Junpei just to yeah. tick everybody off. And then it's a random It's uh, It's a random, random guy to tick everybody off. <laughs> Actually, you know, what I, you know what's weird, Tamina? Miyako was not in this episode. She, no. Barely, at least. I don't think she's going to be in it. I think she kind of dropped off. You think that's kind of it for her? I think she shows up a little bit. Yeah, But maybe I think the, the main end. focus is Junpei just dragging Luo Yeah, to this <laughs> thing. they have now become the central thing. Yeah, like, he didn't talk with her at all. That's, huh. Anyways, uh... It's because he was having a dilemma, and love mm-hmm. does not fit in that dilemma this time. Yeah. One of the parents kind of gives context for who this adjudicator woman is, and she runs a really, really important school, a really important ballet school. And uh, pretty much uh, a lot of these parents are putting their kids into the ballet school that Junpei is going to, hoping that they will get noticed by this woman. And they're taking all their kids out. Yes. Because she did not like their performance. Yeah. In fact, when she's, uh, she, she specifically, like, they declare the MVP, and then she specifically in front of the audience, like, is like, I'm sorry, but everyone tried really hard and did really well, except this one school that, like, it was basically an affront to ballet. Guess what school it was? Uh, and then she even says, uh, what they did, what, what Junpei and Luo did could hardly be called ballet. Uh, and maybe, well, this is specifically to Junpei because he's yelling back at yeah, her. Yeah, he starts shouting back. Um, she says that maybe he should try dance, a different type of dance. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, but the audience liked us. And she's like, you're not doing ballet. This isn't art, what you're doing. And she also apologizes to, I don't know who, about the encore thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't I can't know remember. who she was apologizing to, but she said that's not ballet either. So yeah, she's a clearly a big traditionalist in the, but like it, to, there's some standard to which Junpei specifically feels like Luo just kind of gets caught up in the drama inadvertently, but like it seems really pointed at Junpei specifically. It's because Junpei's yelling back, and Luo just kind of is mm-hmm. in stunned. Like yeah, he's just stunned. He didn't win. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and as you said, the parents uh, begin to threaten to and ultimately do withdraw their children, specifically unless Junpei is kicked out of the school. And the teacher refuses. Yeah. 
And then uh, we we basically don't see her for the rest of the episode either. Uh, and the, there is, out of nowhere, just a quick image of how pretty the sky is. Oh, gorgeous. Out of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, it, I just had to make note of it because it was very pretty. Yeah. Uh, so we, we go to either the next day or a few days later, and... And Luo is pissed off at him because he basically cost him the MVP uh, for that contest. And, of course, Luo needs an MVP to be able to join into international competitions. And when he turns to the teacher when they he doesn't get it, she says, a promise is a promise, and he runs away. Yeah, because... <laughs> because that oof. means he doesn't get to compete. Yeah, that would suck. Uh, okay. Uh, doesn't get to compete. Uh, he, oh, 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 um, Junpei sees his buddy as well. He actually does get to meet his buddy who had attended the show, and his buddy is kind of trying to play it off like nothing significant was happening, and then... And then he weirdly inspires him. Yeah. He says, change her mind or something like Something like, like yeah, he was like, uh, yeah, it seems that this, these ballet folks seem really intense. You gotta... Ooh, where did I put that? Um, drag her into it, is what he ah, said. yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, he, he at one point is like, well, if what I'm doing isn't ballet, yeah, why don't I do another kind of dance? Why don't I do something else if, this is, if what I love doing isn't the thing? Uh, and then he... So what he does is he comes to the conclusion that he needs to win this woman's approval. Not just for himself, but also because all of the kids have quit the ballet school, or most of them have. This is actually presented with him yelling at one of the parents through a little intercom. Yeah. Like a building's intercom. She explains yeah. why she took her child out. And then Junpei just starts yelling at her that he will get this lady's approval. Yeah. Yeah, he'll get this lady's approval back, and that will then actually help the school as well. Uh, because and so, what his plan is is to attend a. <laughs> and the way this is shown is he just bursts into a uh, into the ballet studio, and Luo is doing some stretches, and he's like, "Whoa, weird stretch! Teach me it later." <laughs> <laughs> and then he just grabs him and drags him away. <laughs> he says. This is how we do this, or this is how we get her attention. We join this. And then he drags him literally all the way to the studio. Literally. Like, Luo's fighting yeah. him the whole way to run the opposite Which, way. And also, like, by implication at the end of the episode, they had to take a train in which Junpei was just, like, holding <laughs> him. And, like, you're not gonna run, you son of a... <laughs> and then they get there. And it's full. Yeah. The poster at the front says it's full. Yeah. So what they want to join is a summer school that is run by her. Uh, and yes, it's uh, eight days of training? Eight weeks? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's, it's eight a, something. It's an amount of training. <laughs> and uh, at the end of that training, you get judged by this woman. And that is now he wants to win her over. He wants to know what he needs to do to get this woman on her side and also to bring back legitimacy to the school. And then it goes to the class and how peaceful it's looking. And we kind of see some of the other ballet dancers and nothing extraordinary happens there. It's just kind of learning yeah. the other characters. Uh, yeah, they introduce at least three guys who are going to be significant, one of whom has quite the ears on him. 
but also half the like body size of every other man in yes. the class. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, his yeah. ears make up for the rest of the height. That's how big his ears are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, and then there's like one guy who's like set, who was like second place in the national ballet contest, and then a third guy who I didn't really get what his thing was. He's he's there. He's a ballet he's guy. Good. Yeah, he's good at ballet. And as they're peacefully talking about mm-hmm. what they'll be doing. Junpei just bursts in, like, with Luho. Yeah, with dragging Luho still, and he even says, See, I told you if we just looked like we knew where we were going, (laughs) no one would stop us. And, well, yeah, he's not wrong. Uh, And then they're accepted. Yeah, the woman, so the woman is actually there. She's not going to be teaching this class, but she is, like, kind of introducing herself to the students while they, when they burst in. And Junpei is like, I'm here to win you over and learn what art is and learn, like, what classical ballet is. And she's like, keep them to the two teachers. And the teacher's like... A very important thing to note, I guess, is... Before they burst in, the three guys are talking about how important it is to be in the front. Mm-hmm. And those three guys get put in the f- front. When Junpei says he- he's here to, like, learn and understand ballet and art and all that, mm-hmm. she puts them in the front. Mm-hmm. And it stuns the other guys. Yeah, they're all shocked. Uh, as well, uh, when she leaves the room, she's talking to her underling and she's like... I want thorough background checks on both of these guys. I'm going to take them for myself or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it was like, she she really is a villain. <laughs> she does seem like a, yeah, she, she seems like a, you will be mine. <laughs> and as Junpei and Luo enter, Junpei is very excited, and Luo sees monsters for people. <laughs> yeah, he's really, he's really nervous. terrified. Yeah, yeah, he, he gets really shy. At one point, Junpei even says, like, why are you why are you back in bullied kid mode? Yeah, something like that. Uh, they start to get prepped, and, uh, yeah, the teacher doesn't know what to do with them. Um, but, oh, yeah, they also, he also says to the teachers things like, um, yeah, so I've uh, done three months of ballet. And the guy's like, okay, and what did you, like, I've done three months of ballet at the school, and what did you do before that? Martial arts. Yeah, some type of martial arts, you know. <laughs> um, there's a kindly old lady who comes in as the live accompanist, and, like, she just starts playing very basic things on the piano initially, and Junpei is, like, enthralled by it. I think he says something like, I knew it, she makes drops of light or something. Yeah. And it shows his little sparkly thing when yeah. he gets excited for things. And then she starts playing, and he starts singing along with the music and getting swept up in it. And the teacher keeps going, like, your head's tilting wrong. You're out of time. You're out of time. You're out, You're out, of, out time. of time. You're out of time. Yeah, he just keeps being out of time, and he gets sent to the back of the row. And so does mirror. Luo, because he's looking down. Yeah, because he's so shy, he's so afraid. Um... <laughs> And Junpei then says, hey, I think I noticed something. I think the important people are up in front of the mirror. Which means all three of those guys up there are better than you, Luo. And with the most subtle animation, like literally it's Luo with his head down and his like hair covering his eyes and his hair just tilts 
slightly. And it's the most effective communication of, oh, he's pissed off now. (laughs) (laughs) It becomes one of my favorite parts of the show. Because then later, as they're doing different dances and doing all these things, Luo's just like shit talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the guys. They're just they're sitting in the back, and he's like, his footwork is bad. He's clumsy. Who's better? Which one did you say was better than me? Who's better than me? (laughs) Then it pans out more. Junpei's just standing there watching, and Luo's like hunched over, like ah, like a little (laughs) goblin near his back. Yeah, (laughs) just like whispering to Junpei. Uh, and the Luo, then his work improves immensely, specifically because Junpei just, like, shit-talked him a tiny amount. Uh, and, uh, Junpei gets a little jealous. He does, and he wants to kind of get up to that level as well. Uh, and uh, the teacher actually notes with Junpei's, like, so we're going over what this thing is, and you're not marking it with your hands, which is what you do in ballet to, like, memorize moves before we do them. Uh, so what what's going on with that? Do you not know what we're doing? And all the other kids are like, oh my god, is he just like basically getting the vibe and following along with us? Because that's crazy. Uh, or like kind of mimicking and following. And uh, then he's like, he's like, no, I know all the moves. And he starts counting in his head instead of listening to the music. And he does great. And he does great because he's just... Before this has gotten so swept away by everything and been in the moment, but he needs to learn just to be like one, two, three, four. Later on, it it kind of explains he gets too swept up and showing too much emotion. Yeah, or like emotion in the wrong places. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's it's a thing. Uh, and his old teacher told him this too. It's he he's kind of jumping to the last stage of something. Which is, like, the emotional expression through the art, but he's not learning the, like, technical basic framework that you need to actually get to the point where you can properly do it. Uh, And then uh, the piano lady, he's kind of questioning himself, and the piano lady takes him to a special viewing room where she shows the special super... Super clam. Yeah, the SS <laughs> class, which has a very different meaning in Japan, I imagine. If I hear SS, I only think of one thing. Social security. Oh. And, of course, the Nazi secret police. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, not even really secret. I was starting I was like, I only know... I've only ever really registered it in Japanese shows. I've oh, never, really? Yeah. No, I mean, SS is like one-to-one Nazis. For like, that's a... Which is like, yeah, somehow I missed that part of Nazi history. Yeah. Uh, by the way, in case any of you have listened this far and it hasn't been made clear, this podcast, definitively anti-Nazi. We are we are against Nazis. So if you if you have to say that, if you do you know how many podcasts probably should to say that? But we do, okay. Uh, but we are yes. we are very pro selling you pills that we say will make your brain work, but actually contain lead. So we're we're riding that fine line. No, they're placebo. 
Oh, good. We're giving. We're not giving them the lead pills. Like you no, know, they are lead pills, but they're placebos because they're not actually helping. <laughs> the placebo is lead. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we not make you sugar? Sugar's yeah. bad for you. Listen, all I'm saying lead is lead is close to iron. We all need iron. There is no crime in putting sawdust and lead in a in a gel capsule and selling it to people because I'm not telling them to take it. They're doing that themselves. Anyways, this did, got did, off track. Did, did you know? What? They would put sawdust in bread because it was cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. And they'd put water in beer. Well, they still do that. Ah. In Vietnam, they put gasoline in some of their beer to make you really messed up. <laughs> yeah, this got me really drunk. Fe- Dr- drunk. <laughs> I mean, what's the difference? Drunk. Yeah. Drunk is drunk. No matter what it is. So he sees the special <laughs> ballet class. <laughs> and, and and they're all doing, like, uh, these really intricate moves in perfect unison. And the piano lay is like, yeah, they rehearse this for a month so they don't have to mm. worry about whether or not they remember. What's up? Before this, when he's practicing, before he goes to this room, I just remembered that this is kind of important. Uh-huh. When he starts counting, the guy... The teacher says, perfect, now you only do that. Mm. And Junpei has, like, a moment of his spirit being sad. Yeah. Or him being sad and his spirit breaking. I don't know. Um, because he says, it's not fun anymore. Yeah, yeah, he's not enjoying it as much. And he's like, why would I do this thing if I don't enjoy it? And partly, uh, one one of the questions he was asking about why he should or shouldn't continue with ballet was... Well, if ballet isn't the thing I specifically enjoy doing, then I shouldn't do it. So now he's encountering, well, it seems like doing real ballet means doing a lot of stuff I don't enjoy. Uh, she she basically tells him, this piano lady, that uh, that he all he's doing is dancing to feel good, and that's not necessarily what you need to do if you want to be, if you want to excel at ballet. And she also tells them the piece they're doing they're so beautifully in sync down mm-hmm. there. Um, they've been taking that little piece and doing it for over a month, and only that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, something along the lines, at one point she does say, getting lost in the music is a talent. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, I know, but like you need to know the basics before you do that. And she's basically just like, yeah. And if you don't know the basics, you're going nowhere. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of, the th- he gets this, I'm assuming this woman's going to become something of a mentor type to him. It'd be really funny if she doesn't. Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> if she was just a random piano lady for like one episode, but that would be very know? funny. He's going home, getting, thinking about these things and in the train station. He just sees Lua looking confused and sad oh, yeah. and he's just like. And then they get cuts to them on the train together. It's like, I did not know that you didn't know how to ride the train. <laughs> <laughs> this part made me, my heart feel things. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he's like, uh, I'll come pick you up tomorrow. And Lua's like, I don't want to go back. Uh, and, and, um, and then, uh, something along the lines, he talks about, he says he's sorry. Uh, Junpei says he's sorry. Junpei says he is sorry to Luo. Because when he they did uh, Swan Lake together, he did the end bit specifically because it felt good to him. And he didn't know that it was actually causing problems for uh, Luo to do it as well. And Luo says, if you did know that, would it have changed what you did? And then he thinks back and he's like, no. Junpei goes through so many flashbacks and he talks like in those flashbacks so much. And then he's like, no. 
because it really did feel good to do. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was supposed to die there. Yeah. So this this is now going to be his conflict, probably till the end of the season, if not. He, I don't know if this show ends end, or not. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, um, he ends up bawling and mm-hmm. saying, I'm sorry, Luo, but we'll get better. I'll pick you up tomorrow. <laughs> and it ends with Luo saying, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's, he's going back the next day. <laughs> That's... Uh, yeah, and that episode, that was the episode of Dance, Dance, Dancer, episode six. Uh, why am I doing ballet, I believe? All right. What did I give this bad boy? I think you gave it a 9.7. Did you? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, I gave it an 8.8. What? I Well, I mean, I liked it a lot, but the last episode was, like, the best one we've seen of the, of anything. What up? Uh, nothing. It was really... This one was really good. I just don't know where it lost points. Oh, I I think it might be that, like, Miyako wasn't in it, and the teacher wasn't in it. But that's... I get why, but, like... <laughs> All I care about is this bromance between I, I mean, and Luo. Am I gonna bump this up? Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna bump it. This is going to get you... a 9.3. How about that? Okay, I can accept that. But, yeah, the last episode was still, like... That's peak this show so far. That that last episode is transcendent. Uh, I'm guessing based on what you said. I, this is this your ten? No. I will never have a ten. Uh, nine point five. Nine point eight. Nine point eight. Not bad. Because it made me laugh, like actually laugh out loud. Yeah. It made me sob in my head. Not out. Not out in the world because I never do that. <laughs> never. No. Nope. Yeah, nine point eight. That might be your highest score to no. date. No? no. Was was the last one nine point nine? Dance Dancer has gotten a nine point eight before. Ah, I see. <laughs> yeah. I think. Don't go back and prove me wrong. Yeah, this shows. I I do not have records of what I've put for any of these. So it's just like if you're like, why did you give this or that and that or that this and it's like. I uh, I write the number immediately before saying it, so I, I don't... I don't know. <laughs> I did. Uh, okay. Uh, do we have anything else we want to say? It's great. The show's great. It's probably the best one. Well, we don't know. We don't know there, yet. There are, there are good moments in all of them. There are good moments in all of them. I'm leaning towards dance, 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 or but who knows? This this first the, episode are, of a high dive show could change everything. Are you? No, we're doing. I know we we oh. have one more between. Um. That. Okay. Mm-hmm. But is it better than Star Blazers in your opinion? Like as a show? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, are undeniably. you just saying that because you want one to win, but you know you don't maybe not stand a chance? No, no. I I think dance, 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 or is like. On an emotional level, way more effective than Star Blazers. Oh, on an emotional I, level, Star Blazers doesn't have emotions. Yeah, it doesn't really have emotions, and like Star Blazers, I like quite a bit. It's a. I I love I, I love it. It's, it's great fun. It's really fun. Yeah, it's a it's a very fun show. Um, if, if you want to watch explosions, 
I looked. That's the one. I looked at episode some not summaries, but like episode descriptions for upcoming episodes, and it sounds like it does have like a lot of cool sci-fi premises coming up. Like it's just like they get back to the ship and it's empty and they don't know why, like that kind of stuff. Oh. Uh, and uh, like we've gotten lost in a in a weird time thing with a Gamilla ship, and we have to work with them to get out. Like that kind of stuff seems like it's coming up, and that's the kind of stuff like I that's my jam. And it's the genre I like more than, like, I like the genre of sci-fi space battles more than I like the genre of ballet, but... Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true anymore. No, I mean, Dance Dance Dancer might have changed my mind, but I also, like, if someone was like, do you want to watch another ballet show now? I'd be like, I don't know, Dance Dance Dancer was really good. Maybe I'll give this a shot, but if it's not as good as that, I don't know if I'll want to watch it. That's with anything, though. Yeah. So yeah, Star Blazers is fun, but like this show is masterful, let's say. It's uh as uh Junpei would put it, mm. it's art. Mm. I thought you were really going to say it's sparkle. Sparkle. Bang. No. Those was wrong. No, I yeah, do. I can't remember. It was... Is it flash sparkle bang? First of all, it's not bang, it's boom. Ah, boom. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, yeah, it's that. The show is good. I recommend it so to everybody. we're going to go watch Kokoku now. Kokoku, which will be Kokoku. Here, I have a guess. <laughs> They're going to have a few really cool ways to show that time is frozen. Okay? So that's going to be they one of the They didn't really things. do that last episode a whole bunch. They did it once or twice, but they didn't do it that much. You're right. Uh, someone, there's going to be a lot of people sitting and talking about what time frozen means and what the heralds do. And... We're not going to get... How did the last one end? Uh, brother got stabbed. Or someone got stabbed. Oh, and that cliffhanger will resolve not having actually been a moment of peril in a way we assume it, it, it will is. resolve immediately. Yeah. <laughs> if this episode starts and the brother dies, I will eat my hat, though. That's Good, I'll yeah. get you a hat to eat. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Alright, let's go watch Kokoku. And then... Hey there, so, really quick thing. Uh, when we were recording this episode, I didn't notice that... We had automatically switched microphones to my shitty webcam microphone, so the sound quality for the next few minutes is going to go down. But once we refer to the father as a shitty, shitty guy, it should be back to the regular, slightly below average quality you've come to know and expect from us. Thank you, and I am truly, deeply sorry. I will endlessly live my what? endlessly live my life trying to make up for this. Anyways, that was Kokoku. Yep. We weren't far off. It, better than we expected, but we weren't I far off. I don't think your rundown was... Was that accurate? No. No? What did, I, what did I say? It was a lot of people talking. Yeah, there was more frozen action. Frozen stuff. There was, there, there was so more action. You weren't super specific. The frozen stuff you said was like, shows it, spins around. Mmm. It didn't do that. The knife was close to that. It was really cool, though, the knife. The knife was necessary, though, because what, what else was it going to do? Yeah. Anyway, so this episode starts where the last one ended with a knife fight. Uh, we were right in that it was a false cliffhanger in the sense that it makes you think he had been stabbed. He had been stabbed, probably in his hand. Uh, and then he uses this green piece of cloth he had been stabbed through to horrifically strangled the man attacking him in his... Very horrifically. Like, the guy pees himself while 
strangled, being strangled to death. It's uh, it's rough. It's it's a lot. It is uh, an awful lot. But yeah, then the knife flies off to the side and just hangs suspended in the air next to them. Um, but it doesn't zoom in. It's a very subtle detail. Yes, yeah, it's a subtle detail. And then it just gets stressful from there. Yeah, yeah, because you see the brother, uh, he begins to look for his nephew. And the way he's saying the nephew's name, mm-hmm. I immediately thought he's turning into a girl. Yeah, yeah. Like immediately. Oh, God, he's going into despair, isn't he? And? As it turns out, yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's really stressful. Yeah. Um, we have the family, uh, the the main character, her grandpa, and the father running away, and the dad is being like, yeah, I was a spy for the family. What did you guys do? Once again, the dad is just not a good... <laughs> yeah, not... Good guy. He's just a shitty guy. <laughs> just a shitty, shitty guy. Okay, so the dad is a, is a jerk. Yes. <laughs> we just had to fix some sound mistakes I was making. Uh, so yeah, the dad, the dad is like, I was, I was spying on the guys. I'm a, I'm a hero. <laughs> and they were like, you idiot. They were just going to beat you to death and then use you as bait later on. And he said, that's not true. No. Which is, it's definitely true. Yeah. Uh, they encounter the brother who is now in the throes of despair with all the noodly bits coming out his back. And he starts transforming into a handler. Brother slash uncle. Brunkle. The Brunkle. The Brunkle of the group. Uh, yeah, so the Brunkle is becoming a handler, and uh, the grandpa's like, you gotta push him out. And she's like, but I'll hurt him. And his grandpa's like, you gotta push him out. And it's very stressful, because he's, like, starting to float, and mm-hmm. the handler body's coming out of him. Yeah, yeah, he's, the grotesqueness is coming out, and you're, and, like, I was honestly like, oh god, it's too late. It's too late. And then she pushes him out, and as it turns out, it's not too late. They they move the Harold handlerness off yeah. of him, and he is still human underneath. Yeah, they just brush it away, and it it flicks away like dust. Uh, oh yeah, it, I I did find it funny that the grandpa was like, "Don't touch him! Like, don't in case it hurts him or something like that." And then the dad just runs up. He's like, "Oh my god!" And just starts like just wiping him. Yeah. <laughs> and then they run into the black haired woman, who we actually notice uh, has seen the kid. That the the Brunkle was looking for. And she uh, says she has him and throws his shirt yeah. at them. So they which, took his shirt. Which made me uncomfortable because at first I thought there's just this tiny shirtless kid being held captive. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, they took his shirt and then later to reveal that they gave him another shirt. <laughs> like, I feel like he could have like taken one of his shoes or something. You know, something less that's like, take off your that, shirt. That's your freeze moment, though. Because she throws oh, it yeah, and it that freezes is fun. in the air. Yeah, she dramatically throws it and it freezes. I don't understand how throwing works at all. Shouldn't it immediately freeze when it comes out of their the hand? The second it loses contact with you? I guess so. Maybe it's just like it has... It yeah, have I mean, it, the, Yeah, the yeah, it would just moving. stop. <laughs> You're right. Maybe there's, like, this vicinity around but, you where once it leaves the... But that's uh, when we get into you wouldn't breathe and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> the, the, the Everyone would be dead instantly. Uh, so the she's holding the brother hostage for reasons that we, the audience, already know, which is she wants to 
get her family out of the place, out of stasis. Their bodies. Their bodies. Because I realized Jury didn't know that she already knew she wasn't bringing them out. No, she didn't. She probably thought she was saving them. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. So she that that's the deal. And Jury even at one point is just like, "Why didn't you just ask me to do this?" And then the black-haired lady has a little flashback and says how she tried once and stood outside their door and saw them and then decided to go to the cult. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we we don't get subtitles with the show, but we literally see we see the scene of her like watching them in the rain with an umbrella. And then she pulls out her phone and dials what I presume is the cult's phone number. <laughs> so um, she didn't try very hard. Yeah. Uh, so the guy that she's with is holding the kid hostage on top of a building. And he's like, shut up, I hate kids. Kids suck. And the kid's like, I want to go. And that's pretty much their whole dynamic the rest of the episode. Um, so they uh, they have this setup where the black-haired woman is going to stab at one of the stalled to try and summon the herald so that the main character can then push them out. And... I didn't consider this, but I do like it. It's like, since she doesn't actually have any intent to kill a stall, she can't make the heralds come. She holds she a knife. stopping the knife right at their neck, yeah. which, this is a pretty long scene, but it's also devastating to me. Yeah, totally. Because she wants to be the one to bring her family back. But she just has zero bloodlust and cannot get... She just... It's just not in her nature to want to kill somebody. Like, it's great. Yeah, that's a really interesting... A really cool way to reveal bits of character with the mechanics of the show they've set up. Uh, the show is, like, once again, it keeps finding really clever things to do with its premise. And with its, like, devices within the plot. That's kind of how it keeps me. Yes, that's always, it, like... It throws in just a teeny bit of, like, flair. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, the, the the idea of, like, oh, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, that happens a lot while watching the show. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't have considered it from that angle. It's like the movie Time Trap, but, like, not actively bad in every way that isn't the that type of thinking. I guess you brought it up. Mm. If you haven't seen Time Trap, I'm time giving trap. you... What? <laughs> I'm giving you the job of watching Time Trap. Time Trap is a... The, it's the worst non-good, yeah, it's, but decent it is plot-wise. It is a bad movie and a good movie, and the parts of it being bad have absolutely no intersection with the parts of it being good. It's kind of fascinating. It's also super slow, and yeah. then ten minutes of just... Chaos. It, basically, people walk into a... No, no. Okay. In, they just walk into a time anomaly of a kind, and based on the type of movie it is, you're like, well, they won't think too much about this, and they do consistently throw out things where you're like, oh, I hadn't considered that. That is really interesting. Uh, but the acting and the characters and the writing are all terrible. But, like, the ideas are actually really cool. If we don't stop now, we well, will talk about Time Trap forever. We have to stop now. <laughs> she gently placed her hand on mine to be like, calm down. It's, it's going to be okay. We watched this movie like two years, three, yeah. like very long time ago now. Mm -hmm. And we still talk about it for hours. We do, yeah. Yeah, Time Trap is real interesting. 
you could say it's a time trap in itself. We should just do an episode on time trap. We might have to yeah. do an episode on time trap. Um, so, yeah, she and she it gets really frustrating and she can't do it. And then, like, the grandpa's like, take a break, kid. Like, she's holding their kid, his grandson hostage and he's still like, geez, this is not going well for you. Well, uh, I think it's a weird light hostage situation. Yeah. Where she thinks that they weren't going to help them, so she needed a hostage. Yeah. But then they just follow her and <laughs> say, okay, we'll help you. And they were like, yeah, we would have absolutely helped you at any point. So, <laughs> so it more becomes, stay there, kid, it could be dangerous. Yeah. Instead of a hostage situation. Yeah. Which was uh, interesting. And then the, the dad, who was just consistently just a shitty guy. <laughs> he, he says something along the lines of, so uh, how much... Uh, how much bloodlust? Yeah, it was something along the lines of how much bloodlust does it take to summon them? You know, for when we come back to stasis. And the grandpa looks at him horrified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's, okay, here is a prediction I have for the rest of the show. There is going to be a character who it turns out can control their bloodlust so much that they actually can kill a stalled. Uh, they can, like, suppress their intent to kill to a degree that they actually can just stab, like, a stalled and not be penalized for it. That's what the one guy was trying to do. Yeah. And I suspect that th that kind of idea is in the air, and the fact that they've explained the idea of how they might be reading, like, brain waves or something to, and, like, do be doing what they do based on intent. I think it means there's a character who will be able to, like, mind game themselves into actually getting away with murder. That's, that's a theory I have. Uh, so yeah, the dad puts his hand on the back of this stalled's neck and is like, yeah, how much bloodlust does it take? And then he's just like, you can't just, you know, use bloodlust, suddenly the handler appears. And, it's like and tries to kill him immediately, kill him. and the grandpa teleports moves. him yeah. away. But it, yeah, it's fantastic, because it's just like, he, he didn't even have a weapon, he was just gently placing his hand on this guy's back, and he wanted to kill so badly that the handler was like, Jesus, gotta get him there. <laughs> uh, and then there is most... What? Here's the thing, mm. though. I don't know if it's just kill. Oh. What if it's other What intent? if it's, like, greed or... Greed, sexual. Mm. But, like, sexual in a way that's harmful. Yeah, not just, like, Not like, I'm, I'm yeah. poking them. Yeah. No, like, I'm going, I'm to, going to assault have. them. Yeah, it could be. Because we don't actually know the limits yet. No, we don't know where it begins and ends. Uh, so we th what we then have is an extended fight sequence that is most of the rest of the episode. The handler chases the father and the grandfather teleports them away. And the main character jumps onto this handler, which is a fusion of the jury. Thank you. Uh, jury jumps on uh, the handler, which is a fusion of the three family members uh, that the black haired woman is trying to get. And, uh, yeah, it just goes like that for a while. She yeah. knocks off pieces of them at first. Uh, she can, like, see into them and see the jellyfish soul. And she's like, it's so far away. I don't know if I can reach it. And then... And then she reaches it. And then she does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just about to kill, like, the, gram the grandpa and the father. So she hits it and she starts to see it disperse and, like, kind of turn jiggly. And uh, and then it stops, and they're like, wow, she did it. It just stopped. 
And then it tries one last time to kill the black-haired woman. It well, is it trying to kill her or was it just moving? Mm, it might have just been because moving. it it kind of swung its arm, and when it swung, she almost got stabbed in the eye, and then it stopped right before. Yeah, or maybe it was even trying to reach her, like uh, because it is her family, but like. It kind of behaved in a manner similar to when she, like, expelled that first person and didn't quite do the job well enough. So the guy kind of staggered around for a bit and, like, slowed down. I think that's more what happened and it wasn't necessarily targeting her. Because it rips the fence and if it was still going after it, it would make sense for it to just go after the people it was going after. Yeah, yeah, maybe it was just tossing the fence aside or, like, moving it to the side even. Yeah, I think it was just freezing up and falling. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's what it does. Uh, and it freezes and then it starts to fall into dust and everyone is, but then, uh, someone is like, you only got two of them because they find the, well, she starts dusting the two bodies off Yeah, and Dury apologizes for not saving them. And that's how I know she thought she could actually. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then, yeah. The so kid there's... wants to go down. Yeah, yeah. The kid wants to go down. It's like, no, no. We're still summoning a third one, like, because we got to get the brother as well. And then the dad says, "But we just need three bodies, right?" That's the third body, and there's just a kid who is alive, not mummified. Like he looks, he looks messed up. He doesn't look like he's doing great. He looks thirsty. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's a little dehydrated, but he's a kid. He's alive. And standing up, so yeah, that that. Also, hand- the way the kid says it, that's on the top. He, they say, no kids allowed down there, yeah, because it's dangerous. And the kid just says, well, why is that kid allowed? Yeah, like he didn't just see that whole fight. Yeah, uh, so that's the cliffhanger of this episode, and I'd say pretty good one. Yeah, so that was a good. That was an intriguing episode. My interest has gone up since the last one. Yeah, the last one wasn't. Great. Mm-hmm. I think you gave it a 7.6. 0. 0.4. Ah, dang it. So close. I think you gave it a 7.1. Really? Yeah. I gave it an 8. Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, I always just assume you score things lower than I do. <laughs> I don't know why. All, that is it's, always it's, my guess is mine, but lower. It's usually correct in that assumption. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Pretty good episode of Kokoku. Now uh, for my interest is reignited slightly. The best part. Uh the show that's gonna just steal. <laughs> steal the show. In the last the show that's gonna steal the show. Part words. All right, uh, opening up the dubs, the last thing we watched was a woman named... It's the... whatever it's called. What's his name? Lupin. <laughs> Lupin? <laughs> Lupin? Lupin? <laughs> Someone read Harry Potter. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I don't like that. <laughs> Yours is creepy. Sounds like you're petting something while you do it. All right. Uh, oh, oh. Um... Which where is it now? There's this is this is a ton of, is this it? It's yeah, Fuji. Fujiko. The woman called Fujiko Mine. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I think you pick how far we go, and I pick how far across. Twelve down. And I say two across. All right, one. And then. Twelve.
12. And the show we're watching is called Real Girl. <laughs> I wonder what will happen. Uh, Real Girl, four star rating. The reclusive Hikari uh, Tsutsui has an aversion to real world girls. That is, until he meets the popular Iro Iroha Igarashi. The couple quickly develops a close bond neither expected, one that challenges their preconceived notion of who people really are. All right, uh, good news, it's TV-14. Yes! <laughs> it does have English audio. I kind audio. of assumed, just because it doesn't say, the real girl is my sister. <laughs> the, real, the real girl wants to take off her clothes. Uh, God. Ah, oh, but think, we could have watched The Seven Heavenly Virtues, which, despite its name, is absolutely not a show that... With virtues. Yeah. And if I had just done one, if I had just done one, this one looks like a mech sci-fi angel thing. That sounds horrible. Yeah. All right. Let's go. <laughs> okay. And we also very quickly narrowly missed Release the Spice <laughs> uh, and Review Starlight. All right. Let's go watch whatever the heck. Real girl. Real girl. <laughs> I'm a real girl. No. And then... Well, that was... That was. <laughs> what do you mean? I loved that the main guy's personality was girls Hating women. <laughs> and the girl's personality was, I am girl. I do things. She... Yeah, she didn't really have one, did she? No. She I had didn't. she had what he imposed on her, which is obviously wrong, but like that like we don't get a thing in contrast to that. We just get her being like, "But I love you, man who hates women." The only personality thing we really get with her is that actually gives her personality is she kisses a guy yeah. and another guy says, "Hey, are you cheating on me?" and she says, I wasn't dating either of you. Yeah. Either of you. She, uh, okay. She has a very direct, like, she's direct in a way that comes across as mean to some people, but that also stops happening after, like, the second scene with her in it. Yeah, then she just gets, like, sad and quiet. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, so this show's called Real Girl. First episode's titled Regarding Time, uh, Regarding Time I First Met Her, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so the main character is who gives a shit because he's a dick. Uh, he's late for school, Whoa. and he ends up having to do pool cleaning as punishment for being late with this girl who he basically just is slut shaming in his head constantly. He's like, she goes out with any guy, and she blah blah blah. And she, she's a girl. She's a girl. I don't like. I don't like real women. I I only watch magical girl anime. And also base my decisions on what magical girl anime tells me to do. Yes. Um, he calls her sleazy and shameless. Uh, and then she says, Is, yeah, aren't you, isn't it gross with your bangs like that? And it devastates him. He thinks, oh, you think my bangs are gross. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, he is like, <laughs> he is psychologically demolished from her saying that to him. Um, he then has a friend who is a cat ear boy. He decides, I'm going to wear cat ears because life is short. And then the main character guy 
says they're already a bully target, so why make it worse? Yeah, and the the friend is just like, I don't really care what, I've decided to stop caring what other people think about me, which is like, good for you. It's, uh, hopefully gonna go okay. He's like, God, this, she's such a, this woman sucks so much. I hope she doesn't show up. Yeah, she's, I hope she's just lazy and doesn't come, and then he, he goes and she's done most of the work already. Um... And and she's like, hey, we have to just do this little bit left. And then they end up falling in the pool together. They both hold the pool stick. Yeah. And somehow fall in. I I was kind of weirded out by how they fell in. Yeah. They didn't, f- it didn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, and then while this is the time they choose to be like, and now to flash back to, why, to the very interesting story of how this guy was late. And how was he late for school? Go for it. No, I'm doing it? Okay. Uh, it's because he was watching his magical girl anime, and then he was like, oh, I lost track of time. I am late for school. Which In is... the last three years, I have never once been late. So you would think that a character who has never once been late in three years, and is so meticulous, and it's so important to him to be on time... Like, it seems almost impossible to me that he would get so caught up watching this show that it seems like he's been watching this whole time that he would just not go to... Like, at one point... Oh, yeah, she starts... She takes off her... She's like, here, take off your shirt. I'll wring it out for you. And then she takes off her shirt, and he's like, that's immoral and disgusting. And she is wearing, like, the least revealing tank top in the world underneath it's, her it's shirt. It's just a tank top. It's just a, like... It, it's, it, it has... It almost has shoulders. <laughs> like, it, it's... Um... And, uh, yeah, and, and he, like, freaks out at her about that. And she has the very reasonable response. This is, I'm wearing a tank top. Uh, and then she says, oh, you must be a virgin. And then she's like, calm down. That's, and then she just basically, like, shutting this guy down. Uh, and then he's like, you called my bangs gross. And she's like, I don't remember doing that. Uh, and then he runs runs the thing by her. Of when she did it, and she's like, no, that's not what I meant. I meant, aren't they gross when they get in your eyes? Yeah. And he was like, uh, oh. <laughs> uh, he goes to Walk Donald's after this. Ah, uh, yes, Walk Donald's. Walk Donald's, the greatest, we need to have a tier list of all of the fake anime McDonald's. We got Whack Donald's. Yeah. Walk Donald's. <laughs> Walk Donald's. Um... Oh, yeah, and now, and then he, he, so he's at Walk Donald's playing video games with his cattier friend, and some random girl just comes up and starts bullying him. But it's a girl that he knows. Yeah, from, like, a previous school. So she's, like, just walks up. Like, imagine walking up to someone in McDonald's and just being like, you're a... <laughs> you're a smack. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> I was watching the wheels turn in your head. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you're you're a loser. You're disgusting. You suck. You, you sad do this little boy. Creepy thing. You you watch you 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 have interest in in magical girl animes and draw magical girls. And it's like, and well, some people have to draw those for those shows to exist. Anyways, like and the one the one girl or the girl that's doing that. Has another friend that joined her and also just starts being yeah, mean? but who didn't know this guy before. No, it's like, so- your cattier loser friend. And then he's like, I must stand up to this. 
And his friend says, no, no, no don't, don't. You will not insult my friend. Leave us alone. He's my only friend. And it's just the and most. And they continue to be mean. Yeah. And start laughing at him trying to be a hero. Mm-hmm. No, what? You're trying to be a hero? By the way, this is a great time to mention that this main character's voice is just... It's like it's like me. I'm tired right now, and it's like my... He's just, I guess I'm going to go do this. So I don't like nerd, women. It's a little like stereotypical nerdier I, sounding. I don't like women very much. Yeah. I think they're bad. You shouldn't say that to my friend. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's just that all of that, everything is delivered with that. I have never felt this way before. <sighs> Do you think it's too late for me with girls? Uh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, imagine Nathan Fielder, but without self-awareness. Uh, so, uh, then uh, the girl that he was at pool with, the love, romantic uh, interest. I'm not going to be able to get that out of my head now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, she shows up and she shuts the bullies down by calling them ugly, which is very clever. Fight uh, mean with mean. Not only does she call her ugly, but she mm-hmm. says, the further, the closer I get, the ugly you are. Can yeah. you leave so I can enjoy my food? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then she's just like, yeah, I don't really. And she's like, what are you doing here at the mall alone? It's like, I don't have friends. I do whatever. And she just hangs out with them. And she calls the, uh, your cat ear kid cute. And, and he's like, no one's ever called me cute before. Um, I feel like if I had to watch this entire show, cat ears would probably end up being the character I liked the most. Just based on, on the, the idea he, of he's like. He's the only one that got like character. Yeah, yeah, it's I no longer care what people think about me is his whole shtick. And that's that's fun. Um yeah, the the, the cat-eared friend is like, "Wow, that's never happened before. I guess not all girls are mean." <laughs> so throughout this man's entire life to girls like have just been to high school, horrible. every single girl has been nothing but relentless and cruel, which leads me to believe that this show is actually set in an alternate universe where women are just evil. Yeah, well, that's Except kind of what this I was saying. One woman. <laughs> yeah. Like girls are just awful. Yeah, what if every girl was a was an incredibly Here, mean bully? Here's the thing, besides those two other guys, I don't really see guys. No, not really. It's just how mean women are. Yeah, it's just women being mean to these to these so poor the, innocent incels. So the writer <laughs> got turned down once. <laughs> women are just such mean. Um, so he obviously like he's like, are we friends? I don't know how to talk to a woman. So he just follows her down the hallway and empty, and then she turns around. She's like, oh hi. <laughs> um. He then, and that's a totally unrelated to scene to then what then happens is sometime later, uh, a guy is kissing her and then another guy comes up. He's like, that's my girlfriend. You're making me look bad. And then that guy starts slapping her. And then the main character sees a magical girl in his head going, don't let that happen. And he well, just, he goes to walk away, and yeah. then the magical girl says, don't let that happen. So as he does, he naturally takes a metal pipe and just hits the guy with it. And then the guy just beats the beats the living daylights. She out of even it. says, "No, he's in the karate, karate or something." Club? Yeah, 
He'll kill you. Yeah, so the guy beats him into unconsciousness. Which, <laughs> where, where are any teachers in this school for a kid to just be you know, beaten? Now that I think about it, I don't think we see a single... No, we see the teacher at the very beginning, and that's the only adult do we, we see. Do we see them, or do we school. just hear them scolding uh, We them. see them, if I recall correctly. I recall the second time, they just get scolded. It doesn't do. show the... Yeah. Um, and yeah, so then, uh, what, so he gets beaten up for her, and then he's like, I'm gross, no matter what, I'm a loser, this is pathetic. He wakes up, and she is, like, comfort, she has his, like, head in her lap, and then she kisses him. No. No? Before she kisses him, he says, um, one second, I have it written down. Uh, he tells her he's fine, and she can leave. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> go away. <laughs> and then she kisses him, and he... I've never then felt emotions like this before. No. no. First, he says, okay, you can go now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then when she leaves, she goes, I get it, and leaves. Mm. And then he's laying there and goes, I've never felt emotions like this before. I've never felt emotions like this before. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Which makes me really think he's got all those emotions there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has so many emotions. Uh, she then walks up to him in class and asks him out, and he's like, no. You're gross. You're and a bad you woman. you just date everyone. You have and no standards. The, the killer line. I take pride in my... Oh, God. What did I write there? It's... Yeah, I take pride in my dignity. <laughs> and it, it's, uh... You, uh... Do you mean I have dignity? Or I... No. I, ha I take pride in my dignity. I have a lot of dignity, and I'm very proud of it. It's, like, not technically wrong as a statement, but it just sounds very dumb. <laughs> the f Here's the funny thing about I take pride in my dignity, is mm -hmm. you haven't said you have a lot of dignity. No. So you could take pride in, in your the little bit of dignity you have. In the shred of dignity that exists within you, yeah. Which leads me to believe he doesn't have that much dignity, but he takes pride in the tiny piece he has. <laughs> Uh, okay, so then, so she then is like, I understand, and walks away, and this is her whole... And there's, and there's kids in the class, and they're like, ho, ho! Yeah, yeah, you have no standards, uh, kind of... This guy, because this world exists to torment this quiet loser, um... And hate women. And hate women. Uh, so then he goes outside and he sees her crying outside of a hospital and he's like, well, time to stalk her for an entire day, which he does. Uh, and and then, he takes note of the time. Yeah, he takes note of the times she's at. It, it's legitimately, and he's doing it in a kooky, like, huh, even I know this is a bit strange. And it's like, this is not a bit strange, Mark Zuckerberg. This is, <laughs> this is disturbing. <laughs> this is... Too much. By the way, the show is absolutely Mark Zuckerberg. Like, that's who mm. the main character would be played by in real life. <laughs> Hello. I am interested in loving you. Uh, he goes to a bookstore, and then a pink-haired woman in the same bookstore, who's not the woman that he's following, steals a book. She gets accused of it. And then 
Her response to being accused of it and having them threaten to call the police is her emptying out her purse and then beginning to undress. To she be takes like, her shirt off and starts unbuttoning her skirt. And then he's like, time to walk away. But what happens? He stands in front of her with his arms open. Because the magical girl told him to. And yeah, with his arms open to stop her from taking off her clothes. Like, no one's coming at her with anything. Everyone is already no, shocked into it, silence. It looks like he's blocking a fatal blow. Yeah, yeah, but, like, once again, the thing, it was her taking off her own skirt. Like, like he didn't, like, it would have been more effective if he stopped her hand. That would have also been more powerful, yeah. Yeah. That would have been a better image, is yeah. Instead of instead of whatever. No! <laughs> and then he uh, very romantically reveals to this entire bookstore of people. <laughs> he reveals it because he says that it wasn't her, yeah. and he has proof because he uh, and now then he obsessively notes her time and everywhere she was and what she where what she was doing. Uh, super creepy, and her response to it is, of course. He cares. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling a little bella if I... So she's crying in front of a hospital. Who? Someone in her life is dying. It's her. Or it's her. It's her. I hope it's her. It's her Ugh. because... I hope it's her. It, it's her because of how the episode ends. Mm, yeah, you're right. 100%. Uh, so he then shows up. Uh, he, he then, uh, we just kind of leave that scene. No, we're done with it. Yeah, there's no fall. Oh, no, wait, no, no. Actually, very quickly, it's raining and he gives her his umbrella. Very romantic. And, and she's like, I'm sorry for asking you out. And then she walks away. And then the next day he has a cold because that nonsense about being in the rain giving you a cold is like a major plot point in this show. Yes. <sighs> so he has a cold and his mom is like, don't go to school. And he's like, I have perfect attendance. Except for when I f- watched this anime once in three. Like, I don't. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, anyways, so he's sick, but he still goes to school because he wants to get everyone else sick, I guess. He's wearing a mask. And uh, he's late. Yeah, and he's late. So he has to clean the pool again, I believe. Yep. And uh, then she is also there. Uh, because of him, I think she's late because he's... She sees him walking, yeah. so she waits for him. And uh, and then she's like, oh, are you sick? You have this mask on. And she very... But oh. Before, yeah. she's, oh, did I get you sick? And he's, he says the line, no, if you got me sick, I would have got sick when we fell in the pool. And... Very logical. Yeah, that makes sense. The chlorinated pool. (laughs) Uh, So then she pushes him against a locker, lifts up his mask, and she's like, it's it's worth it. It's okay. It's okay. And then she kisses him. Uh, It's kind of, she doesn't really have great grounding for consent, but whatever. Um, And then she's cleaning the pool. Very quickly. At one point, he says, no, it's too late for me to have, like, romance or whatever. And it's like, you're in high school. It's too late. It's too late. Uh, You are in high school. Uh, And then he's like, no. And then he runs to the pool. And that's where she is. And he's like, will you go out with me? Yeah. And she... Doesn't answer. Doesn't answer. Opens her arms. And he... Flops into him, kind of. Yeah. 
And in a nice hug. Yeah, in a in a nice little hug. And then uh to just wrap this up, she's like, Yeah, okay, we're gonna be dating now. Uh but also <laughs> I'm moving in six months. I thought it was like two months. No, I think it was six. I, I thought it was like way maybe, shorter. Yeah, okay, maybe two months. But he's like, but we'll have a lot of fun before that. And he goes, what? And that's the end of the episode. And he, uh, she's dying. I think she's dying. I don't think she's moving. I think she's she's lying. Yeah. Otherwise, why is she crying outside a hospital? Yeah. She's dying. So, uh, okay. Uh, that's all we have to say about that show, I think. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, I'm... Glad it's done. I think one of the things that we said was... It just kind of keeps going. Yeah. Just, yeah, we were, I was definitely eagerly anticipating its end. Uh, so. We're also tired. Yeah. Yeah, we're both, we've, I think we both hit a wall while watching it. Uh, okay. What did, what do you think I gave it? I think you gave it, uh, 4.3. 4.5. You? Oh, no. You gave it a 3.2. Well, I know. I was giving it a 4.3. No. <laughs> Guest identical numbers. So that one is uh, obviously winning the Crunchy Drive. Do we announce who won? Uh, it's pretty obvious who won. No. Okay. But we can announce what the winner will get. The winner will get a whole episode dedicated to it. Yeah, to the remaining episodes of that show we watch. Yay. Uh, yeah, which should be fun. That'll probably be up in a little bit. Uh, very quickly. I think it would be fun to ask. We will wrap up quickly, but I, I have a few questions. Of the shows we cut, what was your favorite? I don't even remember the shows we cut. We cut Kandagawa Jet Girls. Yeah. We cut that creepy sister one. Yeah. We cut the... Uh, Bloom uh, Into You. Bloom Into You. We we cut the, uh, the police mech one. Oh, yeah. Uh, we cut whatever we cut last week. Lupin. Lupin. Fujiko Mine. Le uh, Pompon. And uh, Bloom Into You. And I don't remember any of the other ones. I think that was it. Yeah, I think that was it. Uh, so, yeah, of those, your favorite. Probably Bloom Into You. Yeah, I think mine was Fujiko Mine. Yeah. Of which you're was. very, very happy there was, about. There was too much in there for you. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there are any other questions you think would be interesting to which? ask. Was your least favorite? Oh, of the ones we cut? <sighs> See, it's hard for me. It's not this one, but my heart said this one because I just watched it and I'm super annoyed that I had to. Uh, but it's definitely My Sister is Among Them. <laughs> I think uh, we both kind of like, have the same That one has thought. an inherently disgusting premise that it then pulls off terribly. Like, yeah. it's, it's like, how can you be bad at being this gross thing you're trying to be? Uh, yeah, yeah so that one, that one just sucked. I, yeah, that, that one. I thought it would be Kondagawa. I didn't think it would get worse than Kondagawa Jet Girls. And then but it, it did. did. Kondagawa like, Jet Girls kind of ended up near the middle. The next week, Kondagawa yeah. Jet Girls was not the worst anymore. No. no. Um, are there any shows you would have cut sooner knowing how they ended up going? That we have right now? Yeah. Of the three that survived? No. No? Yeah, I would have kept all of them too. I, this is a very random thing to bring up, but I think if we were to do this again, what we should do to really make it upsetting when we find something like, uh, my sister is among them, 
I think you shouldn't be able to eliminate an episode in the first week that it shows up, which means that you would always have to eliminate something that is at least on its second episode. Hmm. We can think about that more. That's an off-microphone discussion thing. Uh, do we have anything else we want to talk about? Do you have any more questions? Wait, you, that's an off-microphone off discussion. I punched my palm. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you have anything else you want to Sorry, that no, was just, okay. like, too good time that it wasn't even on purpose. Yeah. It was just you wrapping up. <laughs> Do we have anything else? I don't think so. Great. Uh, okay, awesome. We uh, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. The whole crunchy dive high roll uh, thing. We'll probably do this again at some point. And, uh... Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, if you like this podcast... Uh, Please subscribe and rate it. Uh, you know, give it Share, give it five stars. Like ideally, it, love it. If you don't love it, laugh stop, it, love stop, it. Stop. Stop listening. Uh, yeah, stop listening if you don't like it. Uh, give it to your enemies if you don't like it. Yes. As a punishment. Uh, and what we have a uh, cry dot dot mode at gmail dot com is how you can reach us. That's k r y dot mit with two t's dot mode. You know how to spell mode. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> also on top of that, that the that is the name of the podcast is the spelling. Spell it like the name of the podcast. If you don't, who whose fault is it that yeah. you can't? Give yeah, the- you you've had enough help at this point. <laughs> Uh, you've had enough. You, if you can't read, you can look at the symbols on the keyboard and be like, "Well, this one is that one." I don't uh, know if you want to put that much work into this, but yeah, if if, if send you us can. send us your thoughts, yeah, questions, things you want to hear more of, yeah. Uh, and I guess that oh, I stream every week on Twitch. Tuesdays at I apologize profusely. Eventually we'll be doing streams together again. It has been probably two and a half months since we did that. And it will be every second Friday, so figure it out. Yeah, one of the Fridays. <laughs> I'll put it on the calendar when we actually are doing it again. Uh, and I think that's it. We have a YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel. We Crime have nothing on it. <laughs> we have nothing on it, but we do have videos that I need to edit. And a lot of ideas for videos. So stay tuned. Yeah. And come join us next week mm-hmm. to find out who won. Even though who won. you probably know. It's a pretty safe bet that it was whatever the hell this real girl. Yeah. It's yeah. Real girl won. I'm so happy. It's like reverse Pinocchio. No, it is Pinocchio. What? It's like reverse Pinocchio. It, no, it, it just is Pinocchio. It's reverse gendered Pinocchio. But I, she, no one wants to be a real boy. They just all, all, everyone already is a real boy. No, Pinocchio wants to be a real boy. Yeah, but I, I was just using the title. Ah, I see. <laughs> that makes a lot more you, sense. You, you dug too deep. Yeah, I was like, is this a Pinocchio? Did I miss that subtext? <laughs> um, so we're goodbye. We're, we're loopy. Yeah, have a good night. Bye. Bye.